Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing. Nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it is so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by. Now, here's JP. All right, let's get it going here on a Monday morning on this uh, beautiful summer's day here in Tampa Bay. I'm not going to lie to you folks. I'm a little sleep deprived. This is a second Celsius peach vibe. Looking for a little endorsement here, I think. Look at that. Look at that. Take a screenshot of that. Second Celsius this morning. In the process of uh, doing a little moving this weekend. So um, sleep is at a, at, a, at a minimum, but I, I got energy this morning. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it. Well, at least you're, you came to work. I came to work. I'm bringing it. Uh, I got another show to do after this on the lighter side of sports here at RHS TV. If you're not watching that with my co-host Serena Fazan, you're missing out. We got a uh, a world class junior golfer coming in today and doing a, doing a show on golf. So I got I got lots to do today. Mop. Finish uh, finish up uh, emptying out the apartment. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Really looking forward to that. It's going to be a nice day. Hopefully I can get a nap in somewhere. But we're bringing the energy this morning, as you can tell. I mean, I'm just rocking it. And look at you. What are you doing? What are you, you, what are you, what are you bringing? You helping me out today? What do you I, got? Al- what I, do always, you got? I always bring the energy. Come on now. <laughs> uh, we got lots of fun stuff to talk about. The Rays this weekend uh, split a series with the Royals. The Rays are trending down. The Rays are trending down. The offense is regressing to the mean. Pitchers are getting injured. Is my negativity warranted here, or is it just because I'm just tired? I think it's because you're tired. Okay. I think it's a bit unwarranted. It's a bit unwarranted? It's a bit unwarranted when you look a little deeper into this, this slid, or this skid, I guess, if you want to say. Bad road trip. Then you come home and split with the... With the O's and the Royals, I mean the O's are good. We the know O's that. are good. The the Royals have the fifth, the second worst, third worst pitching staff in baseball. Right. We struggled. This last seventeen outs Saturday, seventeen straight outs on Saturday after taking a four to four to nothing lead, blow that game, and they come back on, on Sunday and barely eke out a three to one win when Tyler Glass now is freaking dominant, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, the positives are Jose Siri with his 14th home run. Boy, did he pimp that one. A little spin job. It was nice. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, uh, Yandy, what, was he, he was four, four for, for four. Four for four at the plate. Right. Yeah, but I was going to say, the reason why I think it's a little unwarranted and why, okay. why I'm going to refrain is because right. we're talking about the Rays being in a slide mm-hmm. going back to, I guess we'll start with the Oakland, the Oakland series, right, where they took a split there. And then they lost two bad out of bad Oakland team. Bad, yeah, yes, bad A's. A split against the A's. Uh, they lose two out of three against the Padres. So on right, the road, so not not horrible. So three and four right but there, but an under five hundred. Three team. and four right there. Then they play the Orioles. You go one and one. So what? Four and five right there. Yeah. And then you split against the Royals. I mean, against that group right there, the Royals. You know, throwing in the you know. The A's. My point is, is this this the I just, Padres are not great. My point is that's a thirteen game sample size, so it's not really a big one, right? And they went six and seven. 
Yeah, there, I guess when you're playing at a 700 clip, you know, and you go six and seven against a bad team. Of course, like, it's hey. gonna be. Of course, it's always gonna leave a sour taste in your mouth because it yeah. feels like the Rays maybe are giving away some freebies. I guess that's the way to put it. It feels right. like they're giving away freebies, yeah. but in a six to seven game stretch there, or uh, yeah, a six and seven stretch right there. Guess how many games they lost in the division? How many? A half game. See, that's the thing. Even if, and we said this after the great start, you just play 500 baseball the rest of the way, you win the division. Correct. So, it, it, well, it feels bad. It's all. It's all they yeah, have yeah, to do. Right nobody. Now. They've picked. A, they they've picked the, probably the most perfect time to have a slide. In that every team around the division right now is kind of playing five hundred ball. Yeah. They all kind of are right now, and they still have a four and a half game lead over the Orioles. They only lost a half game in this entire stretch right here. I think that's the encouraging thing. They're bad. Is not like. Oh, we just went three and ten right. over a thirteen right. game stretch. Right. It's like not like that. Like they're in these like, they're in these games and a lot of them if you look at them, a lot of them are one run games, two yeah, run games, yeah. like little margin of error things where it could have gone the other way. Okay. I mean that's right. that's so that's what I'm looking at. And we're at the halfway point now. We're eighty one games through. We've gotten a great look at this team. They're on pace for 108 wins. I, I guess they set the expectation so high. Uh, absolutely. Especially, especially the offense, but right? How many teams and then when have you made see it, it regress? You're like, eh. yeah, but how many teams have made it this far into a season? I guess over the last few years, without having a slide. I mean, you, yeah, I've lost three games one time. Exactly. So, but the thing that kind of scares me a little bit is the regression to the mean of the offense. You know. And that's you're seeing guys, you know, come back to earth a little bit. Taylor Wall, Taylor Walls, you know, um, Bethencourt, uh, Josh Lowe, Josh, Josh Lowe. Yeah, you know, there's no Brandon Lau, obviously. Um, you know, a Rosarena, and he's been he's been pretty steady. He's been coming back here, coming back. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's that. I guess the expectations are more, and they've set the bar so high offensively that when they don't score seven, eight runs a game consistently, you're like, "Uh, what's going on? But that's baseball. That's baseball. So, all right, all right, talk me off the ledge there. All right, Wander Franco comes back from his two game. What do you want to call this? Exile. I'll call it an exile. His two-game exile. I don't know if the definition fits, but I just love using the word sabbatical. Sabbatical? It definitely wasn't a sabbatical. It's not a sabbatical, but I just, sabbatical. Wanted, just wanted to use the word, though. <laughs> you multi-syllabic <laughs> phenom. Um, listen, it, it, it's, we talked a lot about it last week. It was, to me, it's, it's, a, it's a huge red flag. It's a huge red flag. And I, um, I haven't I actually corroborated this but I'm sure it's po- I'm sure it's correct cuz I was listening to Rick Rick Stroud's podcast and he said that uh on Saturday all the guys were wearing the Randy Arena t-shirts to warm up cuz they were all given to him in the clubhouse one guy decided not to Wander Franco hmm. now, now you see JP why, why don't you talk about his home run after his exile and then his, his RBI and the next step out. Why don't you talk about that? Why you got to talk about the fact he didn't wear a stupid T-shirt? Because that's the thing. You know, that's the thing. It's between it, – it, it's pretty clear that he and Randy are not bosom buddies. I don't think they're going out, uh, you know, to have Mas Cerveza together. I don't, I don't see that happening. So is, is this a problem? And the other thing you have to bring up is, you know, was Randy – that allegedly tuned up Yandy Diaz last year in the parking lot. 
So is 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 Randy the issue? And you know, do you have to start looking at maybe jettisoning one of these players? Wander's not going anywhere. And Randy, let's let us not forget, is a Scott Boris client. So just you know, throwing some things out there. You don't, and and folks, teams have been successful when not everybody loves each other. That's that's not it's not disqualifying. You're not gonna. There are teams that have won World Series and and played very well when there's a couple guys in the in the clubhouse that don't like each other. It's not the end of the world. But they gotta. It can't be something that is so prevalent that it's a constant issue in the clubhouse. You can't have that. So it has to be managed in some way. And, you know, coming off a suspension or a exile or a sabbatical, whatever you want to call it, and then, you know, everybody else is wearing the T-shirt and you're not, it's just, to me, that's not a great sign. That's not a, that's not a okay, I learned my lesson, I'm trying to get along, do everything everybody else is doing. It's not a good sign. Just saying. But he came out and he did his job, and that's the most important thing, right? Came out and did his job. And, you know, as, as, as Rick mentioned, and you, you kind of think about this, is is – Randy is the Randy land and the, and the Randy at the WBC and all this stuff. Is that something that is irking Wander Franco? And if it is, that's on Wander Franco. Like you can't, you can't, you got to be happy for your teammate's success. You can't be one of those guys that, you know, wants to dump on your teammate's success. That's not, that's not a recipe for a great clubhouse. And when you're two stars, when, and arguably they are, well, I, yeah, I throw Shane McClanahan in there, right? Are the, the, these are two of your biggest stars are at 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 odds. You know, it's it's not a great thing. Now, as as Rick also pointed out, Keyshawn Johnson and what what Warren Sapp hated each other. They won a Super Bowl together, so it's not you know it's not something that's but baseball's a little different because you're around each other all the freaking time, all the freaking time. And if you know, if your two stars are having palpable disagreements all the time it's like you know, like going to a family dinner when two two of your family members are fighting you know or you know they hate each other you know mm-hmm. on a, at a you know a certain holiday or something oh they're gonna be there's always like there's tension in the air right there's uh you to, don't like that to me there's no issue that nobody can talk out if you're really yeah. all about winning and all yeah. those things and even in look at baseball uh the examples that come to mind, A Rod and Jeter, is the perfect example. Yeah, they weren't chummy. You don't think they were? I don't think they no. really enjoyed each other. No, right now, no. now they're all chummy. Yeah, I think it's ironic, right? You yeah. saw that over the weekend. They're working together now on the Fox booth with with Big Poppy. It's cool to see. But when they were playing with the Yankees, when they throw that TV money at you, it tends to yeah. smooth things over. Yeah. By the way, you see the gift that uh that Big Poppy gave Jeter? No, at the desk. What did he give? He got him a gift for his first day on the Fox thing, and he opened it up, and it was a Derek Jeter Red Sox jersey. What? And Jeter just immediately saw it, didn't even open it up all the way, just got it, just threw it off set immediately. Totally planned. Great banter between those three, but I digress. Totally planned. Uh, Jeff Kent and Barry. Wait, 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 go ahead. You're saying removing Pete Rose from the from the dais was – how long was he on there, the Fox? Was, was that just, Maybe a year before. Was that just the most uncomfortable thing ever? Yeah. Watching that dude? Yeah. We, we, could, we could just, you yeah. know – I know you don't like canceling people, but we can just move Pete Rose into yeah, the background. That's fine with me. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. That's not canceling. That's putting out the pasture. <laughs> Probably, that's yeah. More, that's Probably, more, yeah. More like putting them out the pasture. Uh, but anyway, to my point, another example I think of. Now, they didn't win a championship, but they got close with Jeff Kent and Barry Bonds. Did not Famously did not like each other. Oh, hated each hated other. Hated each hated. other. In well, fact, everybody hated Barry Bonds. True. Yeah. True. Was, and even on this team before. Ubiquitous dick. Even on this team before. That? 
I like it. I like that word. Ubiquity. Say it again. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. He's a ubiquitous dick. I like that. Yeah, I think I used that correctly. I, don't know. I hope so. My second Celsius. I'm a little. I'm a little. <laughs> did you put five hour energy with that? By the way, I did not. Oh I would my not. goodness! No, then I'd have cardiac issues. <laughs> Two Celsius and a five hour energy. I would knock you out. Yeah, bring the paddles in. <clears throat> anyway, uh, and on this team, as I try to get to my point here, on this team, if I recall correctly, uh, BJ Upton and Longoria had a spat. In the dugout, they maybe did. in like 20, 2009, 2010, yeah, right? They did, yeah. They had a spat, and You're they were correct. two young players coming up. Correct, sir. They were both two young players coming up, and mm-hmm. I believe it was because BJ was very lackadaisical and going to get mm-hmm. a ball in center, mm-hmm. and that whole thing happened. And I think Joe Madden took him out of that game. If I'm, I think if he did. my memory serves me correct, you are correct so, again, sir. And that team won like what ninety six games that year, yeah, right? Made the playoffs. So I mean, we've had examples of that. They just got if that is what it is. You just got to figure out a way, and I, I saw what Wander said. It ain't the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. I saw what Wander said, and, and he seems to understand it whenever, and he applauded the Rays. He didn't get all mad or anything like that. Uh, he had a smile on his face this weekend, which I didn't see the, the series prior, where he looked like he was moping a little bit. Yeah. And to your point, he comes up in the first inning, and because we just spent talking about that, let's play the home run. Oh, let's do that. Let's play the home run that he had Welcome there back, in the first Wander. inning off of Welcome Jordan Lyles. Welcome back. Won a game, and I've got to go out there and do it again. That takes some fortitude. Ooh. Franco gets into this oh. one, sends it high and deep to center. Waters all the way back. Goodbye. Wander Franco in his first and bat back. It's a 2-1 pitch out to center field. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that was that was a nice welcome back. You know, he was not brooding. He's going to come back and... And here's me, you know, I'm like, ooh, let's let's see how the dugout reacts to him coming back in. It was muted. Can I say that? Well, you can watch the whole highlight. Watch it. If you have, watch the whole highlight. Watch him come back into the dugout. Play the whole, you play the audio. I don't even know what they're going to say, if anything. But you just watch it. Watch him come back in the dugout. For the 2-1 pitch out to center field. can't really see it. So, normally there's a more of a... Number nine. Group of guys welcoming him. Well, we've seen Siri with a pat on the. And we have seen the knack he has. That's fine. That's fine. Everything looked normal. Everything looked normal. Yeah, you're nitpicking. You're nitpicking there. Yeah, I admit it. Um, Yeah, I just. It needs to get worked out. It needs to get worked out. It really does. And uh, I just. I don't. I don't. You know, the whole not wearing of the shirt thing kind of bothers me a little bit. But whatever. Um, hopefully they can get it all worked out. Now, Tyler Glass now, this is, a, the, the, I think, the best development of the whole weekend. He fixed his mechanics. Wasn't overthrowing. 26 swings and misses. What did you say? That's the sixth most this year? That is the sixth most this year of any pitcher. And that's in five innings? In five innings, yeah. 26 swings and misses in five innings? Yep. That's unheard of, bro. <laughs> I bet that's the most in five innings this year. That is freaking unbelievable. And, uh, you know, 12 strikeouts in five innings. 12 strikeouts in five innings. 12 of the 15 outs were strikeouts? Yep. That's that's outstanding. That's outstanding. And uh, he was really, really good. Really, yeah, really good. Yeah, this is actually, here you go. This is the most in a five-inning start by any pitcher. I knew it. In the pitch-tracking era. In the pitch-tracking era? Which dates back to 2008. Holy shiz. That's a lot. Yeah, and it's it's uh, his one shy of his career mark 
which he reached twice in 2021. He had 27, two games of 27. That's swing and miss stuff right there. That's swing and miss stuff. Wow. So all of a sudden, it's funny how baseball works, isn't it? It's like after Glasnow's last start, we're like talking about low velo, and we're talking about mechanics, and, you know, he's, well, my fear was, he can't trust him and all this stuff, and then he just comes back out and does that. Well, my fear was if he can't get his mechanics right, he's going to overthrow and hurt himself. Right. So, and he, he, do we have his uh, audio? Yes. Yeah, uh, let's play his audio because he talks about how Kostanader came out and said, you're doing it again. You're crossing your body, you know, whatever these, you know, these key words are for, for these guys. Um, and it, 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 it's, well, let's listen to Tyler Gass now. I'll shut up. All right, Tyler, 12 strikeouts, 26 swings and misses. Looked like you were feeling better today. Would you say so yourself? Yeah, today was much better. I think just kind of harping on the direction during the week and then kind of getting with Kyle and like him giving me reminders and stuff throughout the game. It was way better today. Do you feel like that delivery was in sync and you felt as athletic as you said you wanted to feel? Yeah, I think it got better like as the game went on. I think the the fifth inning was the inning. I was like, all right, I feel it was like I didn't have to think about it. It felt back to normal. Um, but that was the most comfortable I felt in a long time. That play at the plate to get Garcia with Bethancourt, can you take us through that? I just didn't want him to score, and <laughs> I saw the ball, and I just wanted to get in front of home and just try and put the tag on, and I'm glad I beat him. And uh, Yeah, that was like a, it was a big run, especially just early on, and I'm just glad I got him out. You feel like you got back toward that effortless velo that you said you were looking for? Yeah, I think like as... Kyle made that mountain visit. In the like at, when someone would get on, I'd kind of revert back. I would just start like competing a little bit and like revert back to being across my body. And he was like, came out and was like, "You're doing it again." And then right when he came out and said that, I just like it didn't leave my mind, and I just got back to it. And I think that fifth inning was the first time I felt like very low effort. And then Velo was back up, and I was kind of like checking it out, and it felt way more natural. Is that really all he says? You're doing it again? You're like, oh, oh he's like, yeah, you're gonna crush right again. I was like, no, there's no chance. Like I, did, I felt like I was like really trying to not do it, and then like. The next pitch, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of am doing it again. And I just, he really helped me out, come out and give me that adjustment. And then, like, I took that into the fifth inning, and it was the best I felt. That's good coaching right You see the work that you put in kind of lead to the results this way? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's more just about, like, catching the, the like, mechanical thing early. I think, like, the work is always kind of just, I don't know, it would always be there. You kind of have, like, your everyone here to keep you accountable on it. I just think, like, catching the adjustment early is what I'm most happy about. Play at the plate, did you see the runner coming, or did you just put your hand back? Uh, I kind of had a, I like felt him, I guess. I don't. Know. I knew he was running home, and I just picked up CB and got the ball and just tried to get like kind of around home plate and not block it, but like just get to a point where I could tag him out. Yeah. Tyler, this was game eighty-one for you guys. Just halfway through, how pleased are you with where you guys are at? It's awesome. That's great. Um, we've been playing really well all season, and we've maintained it throughout the season as well. It's not really been like a bunch of ups and downs, and we've kind of been steady. And it's just a very like reassuring feeling. Just being on a team like this, it's a great feeling. I mean, he's the key. I've said this the whole the whole deal. Um, but he is the key, no question about it. If he stays healthy, this team has a great chance to advance deep into the playoffs. Um, now, that's assuming that Shane McClanahan and Eflin are going to stay healthy as well. If you can have those three guys in the postseason, I, the Rays are going to be really, really hard to beat. But this offense, if it continues to to Produced the way it has, they're going to be they're going to be really really tough. To you beat. still want you still want want to put Todd in there? Who do you trust? Hard, who hard do you trust? To. Who do you trust right now more? And the benefit of seeing what we saw yesterday from Glasnow, which was as close to his his old self as we've seen, 
and what you've seen from Todd Bradley, albeit an 11 game, 12 game sample size, not a big one, but it's still a, it's, it's a sizable one. Mm-hmm. Who do you trust more in a big spot at the moment, Todd Bradley or Tyler Glass now? Because I think we'd all assume that the one two guys right now would be McClanahan and Eflin. You know, for questions like this, Nick, I always like to go to the relationship metaphor. Okay. Like, who do you trust more? Taj is the, she's the, she's the hot chick that, 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 you know, she's, not only is she hot, but she's, you know, so far, she's really stepped up to the plate. You know, she, she came over and did your laundry, made you dinner one night, you know, really, really good, bought you a really, really cool gift, you know. But they're just, they're, but you're you're still kind of in a wait and see mode, and then you also, you know, you just you're still kind of in the wait and see mode. Like this is too good to be true, you know. You know, mom and dad used to say, if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. So you're still kind of, you know, he has a couple of hiccups there. You know, she once in a while she shows a little something here, like oh, I don't know, is this is she is she is she faking it, or is she the real deal? That's Taj, right now. But it could be the real deal. You know, you just don't know. You don't want to give up on it. Now, Glass now. Glass now is, you know, the super hot chick. The super hot chick that has everything. I mean, it's just bada bing, bada boom. She does it all. But she just disappears. She goes MIA. You can't count on her. You can't count on her. So, I mean, you just don't know. She's off, you know, what, next thing you know, you look on the Instagram, psh, she's off with some other dude, you know, and, and Turks and Caicos, and uh, you can't count on her. So who do you go with? E- either one of them, you're just like, eh, you know, you just don't know. But um, I could tell you this, it, it, they both can really, really do it for you. They can really, really do it for you. And all we need is one year. All we need is one World Series. So let's. Uh, my answer to that is, I don't know. I don't know. And, and but listen, to count on Tyler Glass now is complete folly. It's complete folly. You just got to hope that you're going to have you know that you're just going to have a good run. Have a, you, it's never going to be the long term answer because first of all, she's really expensive. You can't, you can't keep up with her. You know you can't afford her, especially next year. You can't afford her. She's $25 million next year. It's way too much for you. You know that. So you almost like hope to, like, all right, let's take, a, let's take a one really good long vacation here, like have a really good ride, and then you know it's going to be, you know, she's going off to somebody else. But it could be the ride of your life. It could be the ride of your life. You never know. These are some crazy analogies you're making right? here. But I think it works, though. It really works, though. You don't, I mean, you just, uh, for Tyler Glass now, you know, you know that this is the year they're going to, you know, they're going to ride him out, see where it goes. And hopefully, if he stays healthy, that's why I'm saying he's the linchpin. If he stays healthy and, and can pitch deep into the postseason, you're putting, those, you're putting four guys. And, and say, say Taj. You know, just continues to, to, to do his thing. You've got, and we haven't even talked about the back-to-back starter of the All-Star game yet. We haven't even talked about her. Right. right. The super, super, super hot one. I mean, so you got it. You got a harem right now. You got a harem of hotties. 
and they're good. They're really, really good. But can you keep them together? Can you keep them all together for one season, one magical run? Can you keep them all together? That's the trick. That's the trick. And given the Rays' history of injuries, that's a big, fat no. History tells us that's a big, fat no. But it could happen. It could happen. You just don't know. I mean, that's, that, that's and here's the other part of it. You got, you got no, the back end of the bullpen is completely suspect. To your point, we have a, we have a poll up today which I want you guys to, to talk about. Um, what's the exact wording of this? Well, that's pretty simple. Um, I'm trying to find it here. Da, 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 any you guys can jump in here at any time and help me out. Are you talking about the, uh, the poll? The Chapman one? Of course. Duh. Given his checkered past, would would you be in favor? I just dazzled you with my my metaphor, and you're now you can't even speak. Given the checkered past, would you be in favor of the Rays acquiring Aroldis Chapman from the Royals? Hell yes is getting eighty six percent of the vote. Hell no, getting only fourteen percent of the vote. I have changed my tune after watching that song bitch throw. <laughs> He's exactly what we need. He's exactly what we need. Again, one magical run. You know, it's like A.B. Keep it together for one year, bro. Just Aroldis, just keep it together for one year. He knows right now that he's on the precipice of another huge contract. Right. So he, if he just keeps it together for one year, for this year, and goes to a contender, well, she's going to go to a contender. The Royals are going to sell him off, no question <laughs> about it. And, and, here's the, here's, and he's, and he's going to demand a price. And he is a rental. So... I mean, I just need it for one year, and not even one year. I'm talking. You got to give up. What am I talking here? Three months? Yeah, but you're going to give up give up a lot of booty to get him. Eh, yeah, but I don't think it's going to be as extreme, maybe, as people think. I mean, he's still. A, oh, I disagree. I, I there's a lot to, of there's a lot of teams that are in contention that are going to be after this guy. Well, yeah, who's not going to be after him? Yeah, but I, I wonder how many teams are going to give pause because, like, as I mentioned in the wording of the tweet, checkered past, and yeah. there's a lot to go off of there where you could just, you could just straight up say this is not a good dude. I mean, if you, want, if you wanted not. to say that... That's why I was against it in the beginning. If you, don't, if you wanted to say that, you could say but that. My situational and comes, ethics. And when it comes to the Rays, being though... what they are. When it comes to the Rays, I think they value having good dudes. They do. And Absolutely that's where I'm do. like, do, are they willing to get pretty uncomfortable there? and add a potential volatile kind of personality into this locker room clubhouse feel right now that we have, this family and, feel. And let's just be honest. This is not, as we have discussed, this is not the most solid clubhouse in baseball. I mean, you, it, it's, it's a little bit of a, a powder keg. I don't think it's a powder keg. <sighs> I, think, I, think it, I don't see these... Your no. two stars, your two stars are feuding. Well, we don't know that. We're kind of oh, we spe- we're kind of just speculating a little bit. We're speculating a little bit. I see one player who's 22 years old who's learning how to be a pro and is not handling it the right way and the team has done their part in it. I don't see any other issues with this team. This team still does all the things that you would expect a championship team to do. We're talking about Randy and Wander. And you're telling me there's it's not a powder keg. Well, if your I, two biggest stars. I don't think it's a powder keg. Two, I, I'm like Shane McClanahan is a star. We I, we get that, but these two, these two are the most. Like I, I, we don't have any problem. Like Shane's not going to be popping off 
right? No. It's, it's, these two guys are the ones that have gotten into a verbal altercation already. If one, if one that we know of, probably more than that. And then, you know, he doesn't go out and wear the T-shirt two days after, after a two-day exile. Not a great sign. How, how not many, a great sign. How many situations, So now you're going to bring Chapman into it. You know, another big, big personality, big star. Yeah, but I kind of think, like, what helps Chap- – I don't know, I kind of like it – is the demographic of the team. Yeah. I think has a good, it's a good fit for Chapman from that standpoint, eh. right? That's the way I kind of look what, at it. Because it's a, because it's a young, Latin-heavy team? Yeah. You, you know. Yeah, I think I get what, I think that's a good like. I'm trying not to put. I don't like putting these guys in a box, so I almost feel weird saying it. But like, I don't know. I feel like it's a good atmosphere for him. There good are, vi- there, like he fits the vibe. Like I see, you pass the vibe check of the clubhouse. Yeah. I think he passes the vibe check of the clubhouse. Uh, listen, and I, we get into dangerous territory here in, in the, the the world that we live in here by saying these particular. Yeah, things. that's why I don't like putting people and in a box like I, that. And I don't either. I don't, I don't want to do that. But I, you know, if you, I have. I have plenty of my, my friends that have played Major League Baseball and been in clubhouses, guys I've talked to a lot, you know, and you can have too many alphas. You can have too many alphas in a, in a locker, but, in would a that be Also, too, it being said, like, have you heard of any issues with the role this Chapman on the Royals this year? I have not. You haven't heard I have of Pete? not. It seems by all, by all accounts, now I don't follow the Royals closely. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people do around Major League Baseball. Peep. But I haven't heard a peep. I just see a guy that goes out there. And listen, I actually think he's might, he, he might be taking it more serious this year because I'm just – How look, old is Chapman? He's 34. But just look at the mechanics. If you look at a side-by-side mechanical breakdown of him last year and him this year, it's completely different. Yeah, he's good. It's completely different. So and that's why in. his velocity is back to where he's yeah. throwing like 103, 104 BBs. The movement. It's the movement. Oh, like, you can see it. Like I'm watching some of these pitches. Like these are, these are two seamers that he's throwing 102 yeah. that are telling away from guys. You, you just can't see, touch you, it. You can just see his delivery, and it's easy gas. It's easy it's gas. It's easy it, gas. It looks exactly like he's getting a lot lower. When I say the mechanics, he's getting a lot lower when he, when he, you know, when he starts his wind-up there and then like just fires away. He's getting lower than he was last year, and that's allowing him to throw harder and have success. And so that's why I'm like, yeah, I think he's almost a lot more energized this year. Lonnie says, uh, brings up uh, Chapman work for the Cubs. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that he's, you know, he's, He's been in these high leverage situations. Maybe, maybe uh, Madden may have leaned on him a little bit too much in that World Series. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But um, he's been there and done it. He's been there and done it, and he's been there and failed, which may be even more uh, valuable. To be quite honest, um, he's done both. So you know that you know he's he's not going to freak out if something bad go happen. He'll come back the next day and get her done. So look, it's it's hard it's hard to say no. Because that's exactly what you need. And, and it's because, they need a power arm, especially from the left side, who can get swings and misses. Yes, because I think – well, no, I already think they – here's the one thing I will tell you, though. Here's the one thing I will tell you. Okay. The Rays already have a power lefty in their bullpen right now. And he's been great. Jake Diekman. Oh, are we going to – we going uh, we going to depend on him? Have you seen Jake Diekman throw? The last, like, his last 12 outings? He's been good. No, he's been fantastic. He's been, like, one of the best relievers in baseball. I mean, he strike he struck out the side the other day with ease, throwing easy 98-99 gas. Okay, the Rays have the, the, Kyle, the Kyle Snyder magic. I mentioned last year it's not exactly it's spreading to some guys. It's crazy. But it's spread to Jake Diekman, who had, like, an 8 ERA before the Rays right. acquired why, him. That's why I'm saying, can you trust him? 
I don't know. I mean, I look at him now. <laughs> I can trust him at the moment. I could certainly trust him at the moment right now. Jake Dake Jeepman is your best reliever at, at this very moment right now for the Rays. Okay. Now, does that, ta- does that tell me I can't get another guy like that? No. no I, you got to go out and get You somebody. can always you have it. You always can have more pitching. But here's the other thing, though. I, and this is where I believe in Neander and I believe in the Rays. There's other guys out there. There's other guys out there that will probably be a better fit. There are. There and, are a lot of guys who are cheaper, too, probably. And cheaper, right. Exactly. Because... Listen, you know, as much as I, as much as I want to sit here and say, hey, you know, this is a magical season. This is the team. You got to go all in. You know, you still got to protect your future because this is not a team that's ever going to be, as far as we know, with this ownership group, is not going to be spending over a hundred million dollars in payroll. So you got to protect those. Like you know, the, the they, I'm sure they regret dealing Ryan a couple of years ago to the Twins, right? That that didn't work out. Um, they've 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 given away some guys that they probably shouldn't have, but um, they've also missed out on some guys by not giving up key pieces in certain times. So it's it's listen, it's a it's a um, it's a fine fine line. So I, I just I will just say this it, in your poll, I'm saying yes, go get me a Roldis Chapman. Now, I mean, would you like to hear some what's other? What's the cost? I, yeah, the- I mean, you said, now, now we don't know what that cost is going to be, but. I'm not giving up any of my top. I feel pretty confident. Prospects. Maybe I, maybe I'm just maybe I'm off base. I could be, but I don't. I feel a little confident that they can avoid touching the top. Four. You're, not, you're not giving up Taj Bradley. No, 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 no. Not, that's um, that's not that's like fantasy land. I mean, like the top four prospects that the Rays have in their system because they have like four guys who are like in the top fifty. I think right now, right in the latest rankings. I kind of feel confident you might be able to get out with that because I don't. I'm serious. Like I know Chapman's having a great season. He looks like the old Chapman, but I, his his trade market seems like the hardest one to forecast because of the issues dating back to as recently as last year. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see now. But then again, you have to realize: Are the Royals going to be extra stingy in trading him and and holding out? Because I think that's the big reason why the the Royals signed him in the first place was to try to recover him a little bit, get him back on track, and, and then, then trade flip him, him at the, date, sure. the deadline course, for a, yeah. a major Smart haul. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of what the Royals think right now. Well, and you've also, also got to say that the Rays had a chance to go out and get Chapman in the offseason like the Royals did. I don't think the many teams were going after. There's a reason why he ended up in Kansas City. Right, exactly. For a, for a so, very cheap price. So, of course, the Rays vetted him. Mm, and they just, I don't even know if the Rays even vetted him. You have to think. When the well, Rays were going into the season, they, they felt being, they had the best 8-9 combo in the league. Point being, they, they said no. They, they evaluated, I'm, Trust me, they evaluated him. Yeah, they looked like at it because they looked teams. at everything. And they said, no, thank you. <clears throat> so what's changed? Well, first of all, his performance. You know, and that's meaningful. That's meaningful. I mean, he was, he was bad. Why would you take a chance on a, on a, a malcontent or whatever you want to call him, a checkered past? I think that's a, that's a great way to put it. If he's not even going to be, you know, there's no assurance he's going to be effective. Now he's straightened himself out. He's dominant. And I don't know. I just, I just feel like it, it all depends on what the price is, obviously. But I'm going to, I'm, you know, I'm going to say let's, let's go the head, let's go for it. What, what about his, his, uh, his teammate, uh, Scott Barlow's another one. He's, I mean, everybody, if you're on the Royals, pretty much if you're not named Bobby Witt Jr., yeah. And you're not named you're, you're available. a couple other guys. Yeah. You're available. I mean, everybody's talked about their closer because Chapman's not the closer. The closer is Scott Barlow, who's been one of the more dependable closers in the league over the past three seasons. I'll take either one. I mean, he. I think he might be maybe a little bit cheaper, potentially. 
I mean, I, I just was looking at some of the guys that are on here who might be a little bit more of a safe, maybe, is the word yeah, I'll use. exactly. I mean, there's, there's other guys. There's, other, there's yeah. definitely other guys in here. I mean, some teams that aren't contending. The White Sox are going to be a team that's going to be selling, and they yeah. have some guy like Joe Kelly throws like 102, like, yeah. and he's been there, done that, right? So, I mean, there's some guys out here. It doesn't have to be Chapman. I just think because we saw him this week, Obviously, he's the flavor of the of the week right now, right? Yeah. To talk about because right. the Cause stuff is electric. The stuff is electric. us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Buck's basement asked, "Do you think the cheap owner has learned his lesson for how close we were in 2020 that he is going to make some big acquisitions by the trade deadline?" By I the do. way, by the way, just you know, hint to, to you, you commenters out there, if you want to get your 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 comment read and put up here, and we say your name and everything, put cheap owner in, and JP will of course like go right to it. Like oh that's that's gosh. easy bait. I'll even cop to that, of course. Yeah, every time. If you want to, t- even if you're talking about bucks, you want to say something, you know, about Stu that he's cheap. I'll throw it in there, just so you. For those, if, if for those of you who don't know, it's pretty obvious. Anyway, um, <laughs> it, it's not so much. You know, twenty. What bothered me about 2020 was 2021, the fact that you got rid of Blake Snell and, and Charlie Morton. You didn't pick up a freaking 15 million dollar option. For one of the best pitchers in baseball, especially in crunch time and postseason. That's what pissed me off. That's where your cheap owner really, really cheaped out. Really, really cheaped out. And then the Braves went and got him. <laughs> they won the World Series. <laughs> Shocking about them. Um, yeah. So do I th- that's where, to me, it's about holding on to players now. Signing them to long-term deals. Like Jose Siri, uh, as Thomas Casper points out. Uh, Siri needs an immediate contract extension today. Today. Um, yeah, get it done now. But then again, how, do you want to give this guy a boatload of cash for a half a season? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Has, has he talking, turned the who corner? Who are you talking about? Jose Siri. Do I want to give him a boat? Well, here, I don't think I have to right now. That's the thing. A lot of guys, again, if you go back and look at the payroll situation, they are not in a position where they have to. No, they don't have to. Necessarily give out these extensions. I think you just continue to let that guy develop. I mean, yeah, it is, you don't give it to him now, Thomas. You, you got to let him cook a little bit. I mean, he is, but he's been very important. I mean, you have a, he's leading the Rays in home runs or tied with tied Randy, with the, yeah. and he hits ninth. Yeah. And he had an IL stint in there as well. Yeah, and he's athletically <laughs> one of the most gifted players in baseball. His speed is a game changer with the new rules. I mean, a yeah. game changer. Hey, I mean, uh, he manufactures a run yesterday in a three to one game. Right. You know, completely manufactures a run. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that. To me, that's a value uh, that has just gone up tremendously in this in this year, and I love it for baseball. Bringing speed back to the game of baseball. Hell, freaking yes. Hey, by the Let's way, go. by the way, I'm just I've been scheming over here because I came across a tweet from from John Morosi of uh, MLB Network. And remember how we were talking about the Rays needing to have a veteran in the clubhouse? Right, yes. Right? And we, we like that idea. We yeah. like that idea. How would you like, and this is from John Morosi, the Pirates are likely to be deadline sellers. Mm-hmm. Andrew McCutcheon, yes. having his best offensive yes. year since 2015. Yes. He mentioned him as a, as a potential trade candidate. Yes. 36. He's never played in a World Series, the so he has had the chase. of Fort Meade. And from Fort Meade, Florida. I've been to Fort Meade. In fact, I went to Fort Meade to do a story on Andrew McCutcheon. There you How go. How about that? There you go. Hell of a football player, by the way. So, you know, I think at this point in his career and, and the fact that he came back home to Pittsburgh and all that, I think he's going to have pretty much full autonomy I, over where he wants to go. Somebody on this dais 
talked about signing him in the offseason, and somebody said, you're out of your freaking mind. Okay, well, you want to see Andrew McCutcheon's numbers going into this season weren't exactly looking too hot. I felt something coming. <laughs> well, he's playing in a friendly confines again at Pittsburgh. It seems a little magical there. Whatever, what, are, what are his numbers now? He, uh, nine home runs, 24 ribbies, uh, hit 271, nice. 825 OPS, and nice. 127 OPS+. plus. How many stolen, stolen bases does he have? He's still got nine. That's, that's all right. He's got Sight. nine. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, still a plus defender, mm, I would say. I'm sure it's probably not. I mean, I don't need him. I'm not necessarily looking for him to be a, a defender at the moment. Yeah, but still. He's I'm always... just looking for a, a veteran that can come on. And Now, do the Rays have a spot necessarily for a guy like that? I don't know. Necessarily, I'm if just I'm trying adding to. It, if I'm adding a bat, I want a little bit more pop than that, but still pretty good. I'm that. looking for the invaluableness of being a clubhouse guy. I, I love it. Guy love chasing it. for a World it. Series ring. Stellar dude. It's storybook Stellar because it's, dude. it's storybook because I'm going to assume maybe mm. this was his team rooting for. Rooting for. I know he's a little older, so the yeah. Rays were obviously just around when he was probably in high school. But still, same thing though. It's his hometown team. Hard to find a better guy, more respected in the game, right. Than Andrew McCutcheon. Right, just, Which a, is potential, what you're looking just for. a potential guy. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, that's that's a, you know, what? How does he fit? Who's and place the, does and he the, take? And by the know? way, we're not. You're not getting an arm and a leg. It's, he's on a one-year, five million dollar deal. Nothing. So it's you're nothing. paying about what two point five, if yeah. that, out of it. Yeah, that's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. So yeah, I like I like where you're where you're going with that. Absolutely. So you know, that's the state of the Rays right now as we approach the All Star break. Um, hard to ask more from a team in this. In this, would you say you're going to give us our? our, our yeah, I want to. I want to take a break and then we'll come back. And I know you raise superlatives. I know you haven't thought much about it, but let's we can do a little segment on it. Let's give out our raise superlatives for 81 mm. games through. Okay. Okay, and I'll I'll read the rules real quick. You got to give your MVP. MVP. All right. Okay. Uh, your biggest surprise. Biggest surprise. All right, I'm writing this down. Everybody, play along at home. All right. Biggest. Tweet dis- it out. Biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointment. Which might be the hardest thing to figure out, honestly. Uh-huh. Uh, and then two things, and you kind of have to do a little bit of, you know, and your brain has been a little bit all over the place this morning, really as has. you admitted to me. Yes. What's the best thing you saw from this team, the best moment of this year oh, so best far? Moment. And then what is the worst moment so far best of this season? Wow, that's a lot. So you got it's five things right there. It's five break. things right there. Think about it in the break. I've right. already got mine ready to go. And of course, this is open. Guys, this is open for everybody Let's to chime in. Let's tweet that out, uh, internet. Can we tweet that out? Give me, give me every. You know, not in terms of a poll. Just line, line them up right there. Say uh, comment, and um, yeah, so everybody can play along. All right, we're gonna get to some Bucks talk. Um, our friends at Pewter Report did a great interview with Dave Canales. I want to hit that Gators' big win last night Ooh. at the College World Series. A brain point up for the Lady Bing. We'll talk a little lightning as well. So lots to get to here today. We're brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group, Bay Area Modern Medical Center, Italiano Insurance, the Golden Diamond Source, Extravaganza Productions, and American Mortgage Services. Back in three. Guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area 
modern medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional, targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by, never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call, 727-894-2929, 727-894-2929, or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated. EPI, you've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa. And for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events. The biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Production 
Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions, they are awesome. Coming back at you. Now, more with JP on Fan Stream Sports. It's only just begun. All right, welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show, brought to you by the great folks at the Jeeves Law Group, J-E-E-V-E-S, lawgroup.com. I was listening to a spot the other day about the biggest law firm in the world, uh, how big they are. Folks, the Jeeves Law Group is big enough. They're big enough to get done what you need to get done, because everything is done locally, right? Everything is done locally. you got to know the local judges. you got to know the local uh, the folks here You know that run the justice system if you're going to get into court. And get a great settlement um, and get that personal attention. That's what the Jeeves Law Group gives you. They're big enough to be able to fight these big insurance companies. Of course, they can do that. But they're small enough to give you that personal attention because, trust me, these bigger law it's a factory, folks. They're just trying to get settlements, 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 get them done. Whereas with with the Jeeves Law Group... They take an interest in your case, and they're going to give a lot more attention. You'll be able to get calls back from your attorney. That's so important because that's what, you know, good information, good communication, that's what makes a great case, right? So go with the Jeeves Law Group. Give them a call over there. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Go to their website. Make sure you tell them JP uh, was the one who told you to call them, right? And you'll uh, you'll get special attention if you do that. <laughs> and I know what Scott Jeeves is going to be doing tonight. He's going to be watching his Gators play for the national championship in baseball. They won 24, before we get to our Rays, best and worst. I have to give a tip of the cap to those Florida Gators who bombed out 24 runs last night. A college World Series record. 23 hits. Um, and a lot of uh, local guys pitching in. Uh, how do you say his last name from Plant High School? Cagli- Caglioni? I believe it's Caglione. Caglione. Uh, he hit two home runs yesterday of the six that the Gators hit with the wind blowing out in Omaha there. Um, so they lose late, ten, what, 4-3-10. and ten Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy game on Friday. Crazy night, game Saturday on Friday. Uh, yeah, Saturday. Crazy game. Then you come back and bomb LSU. And, you know, once, once a team gets down like that, and they they got to save their pitching for game three. So let's not go crazy. And, of course, here comes... Paul Skeens tonight. Well, we for don't LSU. We don't know. Oh, he's pitching. Bro. We don't know, but he's we're pitching gonna, till his arm falls off. You would think. Yeah, you trust would think me on that, that Paul Skeens is probably going to be on the mound tonight for LSU. Somewhere 100%, in this game. 100%. Somewhere in this game. No, you got to start him. You start him. You'll be three and a half days rest going into Monday night's game. Yeah, you got to start him. They're going to start him and see how far he can go. That's what they're going to do. I've seen. You know, I, I go back to 19, 1989. 1989, I was covering the World Series in Omaha. I was there for two weeks. Ran out of underwear. True. And um, from for News Channel, or, uh, Channel 27 in Tallahassee. And they went back, and Mike Martin went back to Richie Lewis uh, after about two days rest. To And they had a lead. They had I think they had Miami down like 9-6, to 9-5. to five. They were up, and they brought him in, and his arm was just toast. It was toast. They lost that, and of course, famously, Mike Martin never won the College World Series. That was easily his best chance. And sometimes you go back to the well with these guys, and it's just it's impossible 
for guys to bounce back like that. And, you know, there's another part of that with Skeens. I mean, he's going to be the number one overall pick. And if he injures his arm tonight going out there. Yeah, this is where, like, like I don't know if Paul Skeens. Can you have an agent when you're in college like this? I still don't think you can have an agent. Still don't think so? No. But let's, let's just be honest. He's talking to agents, and agents are definitely in his ear. You know? But these kids, I mean, it's LSU. It's the College World Series. You know, you you can be immortalized yeah. with with a performance like this. So you go out there tonight and win a win a college world series, you live forever. Especially, you know, that's the Ed Ogeron moment right there. Yeah, it's LSU. And I mean, you're just it, it's the in the way the way he threw on third, the way he threw on Thursday night against Wake Forest in that gotta have it game. Yeah, I mean, I mean the numbers. I mean, he's up to. 203 strikeouts in 116 it's, and two-thirds, it's, it's which, is, which is an SEC single-season record that he broke. Yeah, it's insane. He's just been fantastic. His teammate is going to be – if he's not the first overall pick, it's going to be his teammate Dylan Cruz. But with that being said, not to take anything away from I me, mean, Florida just won 24-4. Yeah, I mean, it's a little. I, I was a, I was at the beach yesterday during this but game. But they're, they're and a I, hell of a team. Yeah, but I was at the beach yesterday, so I missed most of this game. And I remember looking at the score later, and I'm like – my, my eyes got big. I was like, 24-4? to four? Yeah. Like in a college World Series yeah. final, 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 twenty-four to four, scoring sixteen runs in their in their final what four four bats here. Ske- Skeens did definitely not pitch in that. game. No, he did not. And and Florida's big guns. Uh, we mentioned uh, Castiglione, but I mean uh, or Caglione rather. But Wyatt Langford, a guy who I think I'd read he was three for sixteen so far in the college World Series. He just puts up a nice little five for five spot. So Florida's best players have Good come. Good to have you back. Yeah, Florida's best players have come to play now, and we got Caglione going on Monday. He's going to start Game Three, and this is what I've been told that we have an Otani. We got an Otani situation here. He's an Otani. That's what I'm hearing. I think that's a little much at this point, but well, he does he does both things. I mean, they're going to him in a must get must have it game on on a, in a College World Series final mm-hmm. Game Three tonight pitching. And then you saw him hitting as well. What does he have, like 33 home runs this year, I read? He can mash. Yeah, he can do both. I mean, yeah. this is, is this the American Otani in our, from our backyard? Maybe the Rays will try. What are they putting in the freaking water, by the way, in Plant High School, by the I way? I don't know. But for they, ball players. What they, are we, what, what's going on over there? Listen, I, we've talked about this a lot. It's not just at Plant. It's all no, over Tampa Bay. Jason I feel Romano like, is the... The agent of the of, of the stars here. I know, but so all, many of them are signs like, them all up. So many of them are from coming from plant though. Yeah, like they're freaks of nature. Yeah, Kyle Tucker, Pete Alonso, Gaglione. Are we saying his name right, Gaglione? I sure hope okay. so. Somebody in the uh, comments, I, if I, I'm saying I, it I, wrong, well, please get me here. I apologize. Um, we should know better. We should know better. That's my bad. But yeah, this is going to be it's going to be fun to watch tonight. This this is a big deal. And even you know, being a diehard Seminole. I, I root. I root for the Gators in situations. I like want this. the state of Florida absolutely, to bring it home. Absolutely, you want the, You want this. Here, here we go. We Caglione. 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 We were putting our little spin on it. Caglione. Yeah. All right. Caglione. All right. Well, go get him, brother. Go get him tonight. And I have a special. I, I don't want to say I hate LSU, but you know they they they, they grind on me a little bit. They grind on me a little bit. Of course, beating their ass last year in the in the season opener set up a great season for Florida State football, which we're going to you know do again this year in Orlando. Um, so I, I have a distaste for LSU. I think Brian Kelly and his whole my family. I think that I think that was right? it for me. I yeah. think I think that did it for me. Yeah, 
but he, hey, he's doing a good job. He's doing a hell of a job. <laughs> I can't there. deny he's yeah. a hell of a coach. Yeah. Here's my thing though with with uh, with Caglione. I'm 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 going to like the MLB.com mock draft here for this year. Now maybe he's not. Is he? Is he, he expect- may not be eligible. Maybe he's not eligible. But I'm like I'm assuming if he was eligible, he'd be somewhere. But he's like not even mocked in the first round. Yeah. So I'm just going to go with the fact that he's not eligible. But yeah. like I just mentioned though, you talk about talent. The top three picks right here are almost consensus. Skeens or Cruz, and right. then this Wyatt Langford from Florida. So the three best players in college baseball will be on display. Tonight. Are on display tonight. And if you're if you're the NCAA, I mean, how could you can't ask for anything better? Yeah, these guys are, these guys are making these guys make probably more because I was told that they're making uh, the 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 LSU kid um, the slugger what White. And Tommy White as well. Tommy White is making a million dollars in NIL. So if he's making a mil, you know Skeens is making a mil. You know, uh, he came over from what Air Force? Skeens did. Skeens came from Air Force. Yeah. Tommy White came from NC State. Yeah, you know, you know, they're, so, so those guys are making more than Jose Siri. Yeah, they're making more <laughs> than most of the guys on the Rays. <laughs> think, think about that for a second. Think about that for a second. These guys are making more money than most of the Rays. The best team in ba- in professional baseball. Those guys are making more money than they are. How about that? How about guys who are going to stay in college now to make money instead of go? Why would you go to the majors, go to the big leagues, and play minor league baseball for or minor for thirty five bucks a game, or whatever ridiculous thing they pay these minor leaguers? Why and riding on buses to Peoria, and in, in Glens Falls, right, right, Appleton. I mean, what, when you can play in these Taj Mahal stadiums of LSU and Florida and Florida State, all these beautiful places that make a million dollars and be on in college camp <laughs> flying all over the country in, in, in on a chartered plane to go play uh, baseball in the SEC. Why would you do that when you can, you can you know, why would you go play minor league baseball after that? Yeah, so that's good for baseball. That's why I think you probably, you're seeing more uh, really good players in college baseball to stick around and play. All right, um, let's take a break before we do our best and worst and all that stuff because, guys, are, I, I, it's good stuff. We got it in the comments here. You can do it on Twitter as well. Um, biggest disappointment, uh, biggest surprise, MVP, best moment, worst moment, Rays baseball first half. I got some good stuff for you. I got some, You know I will. So I'm, like, working on two hours sleep, two Celsius. I'm going to get some coffee in the break. Watch out. Watch out. The second half of the show is going to get really good. Uh, brought to you by the great folks at Extravaganza Productions. If you've got a big charity event coming up, a small charity event, big meeting, small meeting, whatever it is, EPI can do it for you. Greatest audio visual. They've got a, a warehouse full of props to make your create your event really, really creative. Get your free creative consultation by just going to their website, extravaganzaproductions.com. Tell them JP sent you, and you'll get a free meeting with them. They'll tell you what they can do. Back in three. Stay with us. This is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just 
Get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up, they're going down, they're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa. 
And for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events. The Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF, they did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through ExtravaganzaProductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions. They are awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, let's rock. This is Fan Stream Sports with JP. All right, welcome back to the second hour of the JP Peterson Show, brought to you by the great folks at the Golden Diamond Source, Julian Steve Weintraub. They are absolute Tampa Bay treasures. We love them and all the philanthropy they did. They were up in Washington, D.C. not long ago, and the business and Steve got a, a small business award at the White House. And Julie got an award for her uh, great, great philanthropy uh, through the Hands Across the Bay Foundation and all the great work she does there for domestic abuse victims. Uh, been over there to the, hand, the Hands Across the Bay facility that they have there for these uh, domestic abuse uh, folks that come in with their kids and they have a whole, like, shopping area, except you don't have to pay anything for it. And they can take all the, they can get clothes, they can get personal items. Um, you know, things that these kids don't have. And a lot of times these, these, these women have to leave in the middle of the night and can't take anything with them, right? They just got to get the hell out. Uh, and, and this is a great place for them to be able to come and do that. So um, not only is it a great place to shop for your jewelry and the only place to go for an engagement ring, but uh, as we always say, keep it local here. And they do a great job giving back to the community, so why not shop there instead of some national company in the mall, right? Go to the gold and diamond source. Great folks over there. Please tell them JP sent you. Um, all right, let's get to uh, – oh, you guys, we got some great stuff coming up here in the second half. Uh, Antonio Brown on the Tyreek Hill, <laughs> Tyreek Hill uh, podcast. Can't wait to hear that. That gibberish. That gibberish. Um and we'll get to some football stuff as well. Uh, my, our good friends at the Peter Report, Dave, Cana- they had Dave Canales on. I was listening to that on the way. It was great. Back. Oh, fantastic! Really, really love good. You Dave. Go, 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 listen to that. And he is. We will get him on our podcast as well. I can't wait to have him on. What a breath of fresh air! I mean, it's just so good, so good. So we'll get to that. But um, as promised, let's get to our superlatives for the first half of the season. Right. Um, what do you want to start with? You can lead this, my friend. We'll start with the MVP. Let's start with the MVP. big one. Yeah. Now, this is tough. It is. This Lots is very tough. Lots of candidates. And I'm sa- it's the interesting here is the Rays have arguably the AL Cy Young. Yep. And Shane McClanahan. Yep. Wander Franco, if you're if you're a big war guy, is yeah. literally behind two guys, Otani and, and uh, Cunha Jr. They're and, pretty good, and, right? Yeah, they're pretty damn good they're in good. war. Yep. But I'm not going to go with either of those guys. I'm not going to go with either of those guys. Because with Shane, I saw, I, I think I expected this. Now, that is, it shouldn't disqualify him from being the MVP of the team. If you want to make an argument, that's fine. <clears throat> Same thing with Wander. I'm going to go with 
Yandi Diaz. I'm gonna go with Yandi Diaz. Excellent choice, my friend. I think I, I think you can't go wrong with Excellent him, or choice. you can throw Randy in there. I think it's one of those four, probably. Mm-hmm. I think are the logical ones. But by the way, the Yandi sleeve, fabulous. Oh, Yandi sleeve that that needs to stay. That was that needs to stay. That was a great chat. Four for four in it. <laughs> yes. I'm giving it to Yandi because we've seen an uptick in power. Now it's been a little bit since he's homer. He's been sitting on 12 home runs for a while, but. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Are the Rays paying him to hit home runs? Nope. No. And if he ends the season with Are they 20, even paying him? <laughs> not really. But if, they, if he ends the season with even twenty home runs, right, which yeah. is well below the pace that he was setting, I think if you would have told me at the beginning of the year I'm going to get twenty home runs out of Yandy Diaz, well, whoo, sign me up. And he's going to hit right now. He's hitting three sixteen. He's on a heater right now. The average is climbing. He leads this team in OPS. He's among the league leaders in OPS. He's a throwback player. I always love it when the strikeouts are low. He's only struck out 45 times. He, he sets the table there at the lineup. And when I think of MVP, most valuable. The word valuable gets lost in that a lot. And in the nights where Yanni Diaz has been out of the lineup and no. they've rested him, this lineup has not hummed the same way. No, it just doesn't. It just doesn't on most nights. There's been times where it has. You think of Friday, they put up 11 runs with that. I don't think he played in the Friday game because he was a little banged up from Thursday. But I've seen many times where he's not there in that leadoff spot, and I don't see anybody that can replicate what he does. No. I think so when you talk about more. the offense, I mean, he's ready to hit right away, and he hits at the opposite field. You yep. saw a lot of his hits. He's just spraying it all over the place right now. I, I applaud him for his defense as well. We usually don't go to that with Yanni Diaz, and I don't know oh, what that. He made a nice pick <laughs> yesterday. I don't know what the metrics are in Yanni Diaz's defense, to be honest with you, but just using my eyes, I think you've seen him turn himself into a, a really serviceable, above-average defender at the first base position. I I'm, would no, agree. I'm no longer worrying about it if a guy's skipping a ball over there. I think he's been invaluable to this team. He's He feels like he might be one of the, the, the big leaders in the clubhouse as well. So my MVP, I'm going to go with Yandy Diaz. All right. I, I think this one... You know, I'm not going to skip over the obvious in this one. Okay, um, it's Shane McClanahan, and, and there's no 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 question about it. Um, to me, you have a guy that comes up, and he's and he's consistently been out there. Of course, now he's going on the uh, disabled list, or, or not on this, but he's going to get pushed. Back. No, he seems like he's okay. Yeah, he's going to get pushed back to Friday, right? He's making seven hundred and thirty-seven thousand dollars, which is just ridiculous. Um, his market value is about five times that. Um, and I believe, the, if I'm not mistaken, how many starts has he made? I think he's made 17. 16 st- starts. Yeah. And, and uh, what are we, 15 and 1? I believe so. In the starts that he's made? 15 uh, and 2. Yeah, 15 and 2. Or 14 and 2. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And it's not only that, it's the way he handles his business, the fact that he's he's going deeper into games now, giving your bullpen a rest, and he's there every fifth day. He's been there every fifth day. He's an absolute bulldog. He sets the mentality in the in the in the room. I just love the way he goes about his business. And I just I, I think when you have a guy like that that can stop all losing streaks, I just he he's just you can't have a, a, a more dominant person than, than a starting pitcher. And especially the guy, the way he comports himself, everything about him, I love. Um, you know, just to juxtapose that with what Juan Franco is going through or, or doing. And it makes a difference. You want your leaders to be your, you know, your best guys, your best players, and that's exactly what's going on. So I'm not going to skip the obvious here. He's definitely my MVP. Sugar Shane. Okay, we'll go to 
biggest surprise. We'll go to biggest surprise. We'll keep it positive before we get to disappointment. Biggest surprise, again, many to pick from here, right? Yeah, no question. This is easy. $10 tickets. This feels like Luke Rayleigh. It feels no. like it has Luke Rayleigh written all over it. $10 tickets. Oh, $10 tickets? That's the biggest surprise. That's promoting, yours? promoting of the baseball the promoting team. of the baseball team and ten dollars tickets absolutely that's okay. the biggest surprise <laughs> that's fair that, that for after five six years of not promoting this team they finally started promoting the team like every other team does in baseball like we've been telling you for five or six years this team does not promote it they don't want fans to come to the game because they want to get their revenue sharing dollars and they're not going to spend money on more blah 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 they've taken a completely different tone and look what's happened. Look what's happening. If you don't think that's not part of the winning formula, these guys being able to come into their stadium every day and have their fans, not the other team's fans, cheering for them, you're bananas. Yeah, the home record speaks for itself. Thank you. The home record, the best in baseball by a wide margin, that, that to me is, is, is the biggest surprise. And, and I'll, I'll throw Jose Siri in there as well. Yeah, you could throw Siri in there as well with his 14 home runs in 48 games, by the way. 14 mm-hmm. home runs in 48 games. Never saw that coming. That's got to be one of the best rates in the league, right? Yeah, yeah. And the defense obviously gives you. But I, I still think I'm going to go with Luke Rayleigh because... <laughs> we, we were did, laughing at Luke We Rayleigh. were laughing we at this laughing guy. At Luke the idea that he was going to be the, the big bopper from the left-hand side, I thought was just so naive on this organization's part. Now, it wasn't even really their plan, and even no. Eric Neander admitted that. Yeah. I'd have to say, if you ask him, he'd probably tell you, yeah, we're a little surprised by what he's done. Uh, 12 home runs in 59 games. He's he's driven in 28. His defense in the outfield, I mean, I think that's the biggest surprising part is maybe shame on me for not paying attention more last year. Ricky P. agrees with you. Yeah. I just did not see the athleticism from this guy that I've seen this year. This guy, and we've talked about over and over, he's a tight end. He's a tight end out there. He He can can steal bases. Paul Bunyan. He gets on base. He's a threat to steal bases. He's making diving plays in the outfield. He's got a good arm. He's an. I mean, he's almost an all-around player. I mean, you look at the OPS. I mentioned Yandy's is nine twenty-two. Well, so is Luke Rayleigh. Yeah, right there that? next to That's him. Crazy. So I wasn't expecting that from Luke Rayleigh, but you could have thrown Josh Lowe in there. Uh, I could have thrown Harold in there just for the sake of the fact that he he's turning. He's got some pop added to his game. Could have thrown him in there. I could have thrown Zach Eflin in there. You think of the contract that he signed, and we all went, what? Right? When then we signed that contract. Remember the largest contract yeah. we've ever given out to a free agent? Yeah. And you're like, Zach Eflin? Yeah. He couldn't crack the Phillies rotation last year, and we're giving him $13 million? Mm. Was it? And then when you read the advanced metrics, you were like, oh, yeah. okay. It all makes sense. He's then. coming to the – you're going from the worst defense in baseball to the best defense in baseball, and you have a ground ball rate like that. Yep. And, and an efficiency rate and all that. I'm like, yeah, he's yep. going to be a home run here. In Tampa Bay, and he was. And another honorable mention, we don't talk about him a lot, but I'm going to throw Kevin Kelly in there. Uh, yes. He's actually yes. he's thrown more innings than any Rays reliever this season. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 35 and, a, 35 right? and two-thirds. You've seen Kevin Kelly this year in 32 appearances, which leads all Rays relievers. 303 ERA. He's one of the best ground balls. Seems like when mm. they really need a ground ball, he's able to get it. Yep. He's come up in big moments time and time again. He's got the truck. I mean, yes, he was the first guy out of the bullpen yesterday. 1-1 game. Yep. And who's the first guy coming out? Kevin Kelly. Yep. And, and Kevin Cash has confidence. So honorable mention, Kevin Kelly there. He's been a, he's been a delight out of Durham. Yep, absolutely. Love that. <clears throat> All right, biggest disappointment. Uh, this one's a little harder to forecast a little bit because we've been humming. Mm-hmm. I gotta be honest. 
the one guy sticks out is Brandon Lau. He's the obvious choice. It sticks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, 50 games, he's hitting 205. The, the, the OPS is 696. On this roster, that's only ahead of Christian Bethencourt and uh, Francisco Mejia. So mm-hmm. you're catching tandems, which, you know, we don't really expect a lot of production from, hitting, from the hitting perspective from these catchers. Mm-hmm. So I think it's got to be Brandon Lau. And Dwight and Brandon Lau, I'm hoping he can he can come back from this and be a regular contributor for this team because when he's at his best, there's no doubt about it, he's one of the best hitters and important guys in this lineup. Mm-hmm. But through what I've seen so far, it's hard not to say that Brandon Lau has been the biggest disappointment because I it's just it's hard to find anybody else that I really didn't expect I expected more out of that hasn't given me that this year. This is uh, I'm trying to get the uh, individual stats here. But I would say my biggest disappointment is Glass now, not having him. That was, I was so looking forward to him pitching from the very beginning. Um, and I would throw in uh, Springs and Rasmussen. I mean, they're – So health. They'll go with health. Well, just can you imagine – like, look how – this is the best team in baseball. Can you imagine what, what, what they would be like if they had those guys? Are you kidding me? I mean – it, it, it's you, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have Todd right now. Well, you could still have him. You could still have him. He wouldn't be in the rotation. Yeah, might, might be, you know, in the bullpen. I, I, I mean, just can you imagine where this? They have the best. I think they still have the best DRA, second best DRA in baseball, right behind the Astros, at three point five nine. But you imagine, like Springs and Rasmus were killing people. Right. They were killing people. I don't have their Eric numbers. I tried to look it up, but they give me Rasmussen, Rasmussen had the 2.62 ERA. 2.62. And Springs had, Spring was at zero, it was .56 in his 16 innings that he got in. Think about that. Think about if they, those guys, now he wasn't going to continue that. But you, I mean, my God, how dominant could this team have been? Think of how many one-run games they, oh they probably would have won. I mean, that's the scary part. I mean, they're fifty-four and what twenty-seven or something like that. With those two, if those two guys stayed healthy, they the Rays would obliterate. They probably have the, 60 the major wins. league record for wins. They'd have the, sixty the, wins, which right is now. Seattle one sixteen, I believe. They would obliterate it. They'd Think be on pace that. for it. Yeah. Think about that. So that's my biggest disappointment. Okay. Yeah. All right. Best moment of the season again. Oh, many, this is easy. many to pick from here. This was easy. You were there for it. When I shook Stu's hand and said, "Oh, thanks for the ten dollars tickets," that was my hell froze over moment right there. Actually, <laughs> that's the hell froze over moment of the season. Yeah, and I'm still that kicking look. myself that I was so like in the moment, like, "What is going on here?" That, that I look, did, that, that look I, on his face, that I didn't think to get my phone out and capture he it. Might have sharded. I don't know. That look on his face <laughs> when I grabbed his hand and shook his hand and said, "Thank you for the ten dollars tickets." About time. Place looks great. Ball filled up. I good know, job. and you got a good response from him in return. Yeah, that might be that might be the yeah. biggest. Thank you, the best yeah. moment. Yeah, that was some reconciliation. If if you if you there want was, to say, I don't know if it was that, but um, that was that was a <laughs> bit. But other great moments um, had to be uh, Wander's barehanded catch was just freaking ridiculous. That was fantastic. Um, what was the other uh, one that I had? Oh, um, Brandon Lau going on. The, Injured list. Oh my goodness! Come on! Moment. Come on! Come on! That was that's a little that's once a again. Belt. Once again, I say what you're thinking, and that's why you watch the show. <laughs> Not what I was thinking. Not what I was thinking. I say what no one else is willing to say, and there you go. And you all agree with me. No, no, we we don't wish injuries on anybody. I'm just merely like 
you know, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm just over it. I know you are. I'm sitting here, wa- watching him, you know, and, and part of this goes on cash in the, in, the, in the organization. And I always, you know, when I dump on him, you know, the, you can trust me, Brandon Lau is going to come back and hit 30 home runs in the second half. But watching them continue to put him in the three and four hole, just because we've won a lot of games and we're just trying to rehab, it's like, you know, let's, no, no, no. Yeah. We've, so seen, a, we've seen a lot of big walk-offs. Brandon Lau earlier in the year against Chicago was a big one. That was a great one. Uh, that was a great one. Jose Siri hitting a 400 and what 73 foot home run was pretty cool. Uh, Randy Rosarena on Randy on the inaugural Randy Land night going hitting yard. the home run into the, that was crazy. Was great. That was that was my best on field moment without question. My best overall moment was actually was the game that we were at with Stu, and that was when we were 12 and 0. And that was we got the thirteen and zero start. Yeah, and we were at that game, and it was a Thursday during the day, packed house during the school year. We were still in the school year, yeah. and we looked around. Remember, we were there. We looked around, and we went, "Holy crap! Wow, this place is full." Yeah, because ten dollars tickets. Twenty-two thousand people on a Thursday night on a Thursday day game mm-hmm. during the school year against the Red Sox, chasing history. Mm-hmm. And remember, cool that? I will never forget the roar of the crowd when the Rays got down, and it looked like one of those games where it was like, "Oh crap, the bats have gone quiet today." Mm-hmm. And then it might have been the fourth or fifth inning of that game where they came alive, and uh, the Manny Margot bunt with the bases oh, loaded, yes, and then the Herald uh, liner on, down the line to get the runs home to take what, the lead. They scored like five, six in the, in the inning. Real quick, they scored six, six innings, yeah. six runs, I believe, in that inning. I just have not heard the trop that loud, it was banging, especially during it a regular season banging. game. Yeah, I think that was my moment of the year was just being in that atmosphere from the race, mm-hmm. right? But there's many to pick from. This has been a magical start. Yes, uh, worst moment of the year, maybe a little bit harder to pinpoint. Down six nothing or up six nothing on the Yankees, having the Yankees come back and beat us because we, we I think we'd won the first game of the series, and I think that would have given us a sweep if we'd won that game. I would just ah uh, freaking hate the Yankees, hate the yep. Yankees, and let them come back and win that game. That sucked. Yeah, and we, then the, the other one would be Thursday, last Thursday, where we lost to the freaking Royals. McClanahan was got taken out wander the whole thing there the wander wander was yeah this is a bad day for that was us. not a that was a, that might have been the worst day of the year the so you, you could say that one another one that comes to mind i think of the, the loss that stung the most i think it's got to be up there in queens against the mets um when the rays took the lead there and then oh the, alonzo came back and hit the bomb yeah the, the pete alonzo bomb which we all felt was coming yeah right it was so inevitable fairbanks pitching in the cold and all that kind of stuff i think that might have been the loss yeah. that that hurt me the most this year mm-hmm. so i think i think i'm gonna go with that one if you're looking for a worst loss of the year maybe that one applies to it mm-hmm. uh but again not it's again it's it's Harder to pick worst moments of the year because been, there's been so much good that's outweighed this. We're, but there you go. There's our superlatives. 81. We're already halfway through, if you can believe it. How about that? We're halfway through the year. This team's going to put out probably four all-stars, if I had to imagine. Mm-hmm. Minimum, probably. Uh, I don't know if any of them are going to be fan-voted in, unfortunately, because fan-voting's a joke. Yeah. But it is what it is. So there you go. You're raised. You're number one team in baseball well for done. 81 games. Well done there. Well done. Intern Nick, you want to jump in here at all? Do you have anything for us? No, you're good. Um, all right, uh, Bucks Live says, hate this part of year. No Bucks news. Ah, oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. I don't necessarily call it news, but we're going to discuss. We're going to discuss. 
Uh, Dave Canales and this Bucks offense a little bit. Our good friends at Pewter Report, Scott Reynolds and uh, J.C. Allen had Dave on. Uh, listen to it this morning. Highly recommend you go find that. Not right now. No, wait till our show is over, and then you can go listen to it. Because I'm going to give you my take on what they said. And, um, well, we'll have some fun talking about the Bucks. I'm, I am so excited. I'm so, I'm so excited about this Bucks team. I, I just, I, I don't, I'm not sitting here saying, it's not like, you know, Tom Brady level excitement, but it's pretty, it's up there. So quick break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll talk a little Buccaneers football. Um, we'll get into some other football talk as well. We got some audio from Antonio Brown. Come on, we got to play it. Just, you know, I, will, I know we're taking the bait on this. I know we are, but it's just, it's gold. It's just gold to just make fun of this complete bozo. So quick break. We'll be back. Uh, we're brought to you by American Mortgage Services. My good friend Scott Fitzgerald over there. I know rates are going up. Uh, they're going down. They're all over the place, actually. But you want to get the best rate and the best fees or non-fees, you got to go to American Mortgage Services. They've got a lot of different uh, creative products that will help you get through your purchase of a home or a refinance. Remember, it's money is still way cheaper than what you're paying on your credit card. So a refinance certainly does make sense. So look at that as well, and they can get that done for you. The best in the business, American Mortgage Services. Contact Scott at amstampa.com. Scott at amstampa.com. Back in three. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Ladies and gentlemen, are you looking to lose weight or just lean up for bathing suit season where there are so many diets and chiropractors and weight loss clinics out there? You don't know where to start, right? We'll start at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Chris Lugo, PA, and his professional staff will devise a personal plan for you that gets results and will help you keep the weight off. Everybody metabolizes food and supplements differently. Many of these other approaches are designed for the masses. So how's that going to work for you specifically? It's not. Chris will spend one-on-one time with you to find out what works best for you so the weight comes off safely without the use of harmful drugs and side effects. Call 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? 
Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Hey guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old, it's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well, so do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional, targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated. EPI, you've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa, And for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events, the Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions. They are awesome. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, 
but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fan stream sports. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show here on this Magic Monday. Why not? Why not be a Magic Monday, right? Brought to you by the great folks at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Chris Lugo was on with us the other day. I went to have my primary care visit with him and get my blood work done, getting everything, um, getting everything straightened out. You know, when you're almost <coughs> 50 years old, <coughs> 60 years old, you got uh, there's a lot of issues out there, but. He uh, spent an hour and 15 minutes with me talking through all my issues. we got a plan for everything in place. Now we're going to execute the plan and then get back to full and complete health. I'm pretty healthy as it is, but, you know, I want, I want to I lean up. I want to probably drop about 20 pounds, and that's going to help out my overall health. So he gave me a lot. He gave me a, a personalized diet plan. Uh, we went over exercise. We went over everything. So if you want that type of primary care, and by the way, it's concierge medicine. You can use your you can use your your insurance that you have to get your lab work, and then when he refers you to specialists and all this, yeah, that's where you use your insurance. But you go to him to have your overall health plan done. Right, one hundred seventy five dollars for the first visit. You get over an hour with him. And he'll go over everything. And when you get your blood work back, he'll go over everything, what you should eat, what you should not be eating. You have a personalized plan for everything. And that's what you just don't get at these other factories that are, you know, all by all these practices being bought up by hospitals. And, you know, they just, they just don't have the time to spend it. They got to get you in and get you out to make the numbers work. But that's not the way he does it over there at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. So if you're looking for a new primary care, someone to direct your overall health, and I think it's a great way to do it whether you have insurance or not, and you spend the 175 and you get all that expertise in nutrition, exercise, all that stuff. So, and he thinks out of the box, and that's that's what I love about Chris. Bay Area Modern Medical Center, B-A-M-M-C.com. Just go right online. You can make an appointment there. Go on in. I have lots of friends that have gone to see him, and uh, everybody loves it. So check it out. All right. Um, we're going to get to some Bucks talk here, but I want to go over our just to get you guys uh, to vote on our polls, and I'll get a little conversation going. We'll talk about it uh, today and tomorrow. Um, so we have a couple of good polls out. Number one, uh, given his checkered past, would you be in favor of the Rays acquiring Aroldis Chapman from the Royals? 76% saying, hell yes. So go vote on that one. You can go to, uh, the JP Peterson show. Please follow the show account because we're going to do a lot more on the show account. So you don't want to miss out if you're following me or following Nick, just make sure you follow the show account as well. Uh, this one. Uh, I voted in the minority. Over the weekend, Wander Franco returned to the lineup after being benched for his behavior. Do you think this will be the end of Wander's issues this season? 78% say yes. 22% say no. I voted no. I don't think it's going to be the end. Based on him not wearing the Randy t-shirt after the exile. I just, I, I think it's going to, you know, it's going to take a while for him to mature. It's not going to happen overnight. A two-game benching is not going to do it, but let's hope hope it all moves in the right direction. Certainly he had a good comeback. Um, this one, the Angels defeated the Rockies 25-1. to UF 
Baseball defeated LSU 24-4 over the weekend. Which team is the worst to see get blown out? Bucks, Rays, or Lightning? I went with the Buccaneers. I hate watching. You look forward to the game so much, you know, all week long. And then when you get blown out, it's just like, ugh. It's such an empty feeling. Like, at baseball, it's like you get blown out, you come back the next day. Right. Hockey's kind of the same way. You're going to play two nights later anyway, so it's not that big a deal. But football, watching the Bucks get blown out like the freaking playoff game. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It ruins my because you get it. You get seventeen of them a year, right? Yeah, yeah uh, mostly when you're rooting for this franchise, mm-hmm. at least. And it ruins my Sunday. Yeah, it really ruins, ruins my Sunday. Week. It ruins my week. Yeah, I hate it. And we got to come on this show. And we got to rip them to shreds on Monday, Awful. which you know we have to do. We got to keep it real, right? But that's what we do. And what what's the worst Bucks blowout you can um, you can think of? Mine still goes back to the 2014 Thursday night game against the Falcons. Yeah. I don't think anything could top. It was awful. I don't think anything could top that feeling. Guys, just warning you, like they didn't care. They like they were just like making businesses, like just letting guys walk into the end zone. It was awful, and that was a bad. I, I, was that a good Falcons team or a bad? I think it was. It was probably one of those solid, just you know, yeah. middle of the road Falcon teams that yeah. we always had with Matt Ryan. It was awful. Off. Julio Jones doing whatever he wants. Mohamed Sanu throwing touchdowns Ugh. down the field. That was awful. Yeah. That that Dallas game, that playoff game was awful too. It was terrible. That was bad. The 49ers game this year, Brock Purdy just having his oh way God. with the Bucks. That was that was like that was sobering. That was sobering. It was, it was nice to win my bet that day because I pounded the 49ers on that one. Um, here's another one. Given his checkered pass, would you be in favor of the Rays acquiring Aroldis Chapman from the Royals? The beginning of the season, I was hell no, but I voted hell yes. And that's winning 76% to 24%. Hell yeah. I think I'm on the Chapman train now. I feel dirty doing it, though. Oh, I feel bad. Sports are all dirty now, so. It is. It's like taking <laughs> Saudi money. You embrace the dirty. <laughs> Just win, baby. Just win, baby. Just win, baby. That's where we're at right now, right? Yeah. All right, let's talk some Buccaneers, shall we? Um, so uh, our good friends at the Pewter Port had Canales on their show. And, man, you know, like listening to Canales is like talking to your buddy at the bar, you know, except he's not drinking. He's going to be having a Shirley Temple. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Alcohol is a killer in many ways. Um, and he just he just so candid about the offense. He's like he really explains everything. He was talking about play-action passing and how it's kind of like a heavyweight fight, you know, calling games. His philosophy to calling games is kind of like a heavyweight fight. You know, it's like jab, 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 body punch, body punch, you know, run, 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 jab, jab, you know, flats. And, and, and talking about, you know, one of the things you run bootlegs for is to tire out the defense. You know, that's kind of like the bootlegs are kind of like moving around the ring, jab, 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 because you're tiring out your 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 opponents, your defense. And, you know, they have to flow one way, and then they have to stop and run back the other way. Even if it's a two- or three-yard gain, it starts to take a toll on the defense. And you know, I never really thought of it that way. He says, it's, so you want to you, you jab, 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 and then the play-action pass is the haymaker, right? You get them creeping up, you get them creeping up, you get them creeping up, you know, and they're coming in, they're looking for a haymaker, right? And then you, you, you duck it, and then you throw the haymaker. You know, get, get everybody in, fake the handoff. Over the top, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, to, to DK or, or, or Tyler. And, you know, that's – you said you get three three to five of those a game. And you want to be able to hit, you know, at least two to three of them. And that's a difference in the game. 
I was like, that's a great explanation. I've never heard offensive play calling use that 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 metaphor. I thought it was really cool. I liked it. Yeah, and there he he brought up some good examples of like the Russell Wilson kind of model. Yeah, too, where like all of a sudden, like in the game, and you've seen this many times when when uh, he was there in Seattle and really had it rolling. Uh, he was the best deep ball thrower at that time. Yeah, uh, throwing to DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett, and he would just hit you out of nowhere. I just love like look at the thorough answer you got there. Yeah, like I had the whole like the whole quote pulled up right here. You have to almost separate it in like four separate graphs. Right. when you're writing an article because he just gave you so much information. Like. <laughs> How many coaches go on a show and take up a whole hour worth of time? A whole hour. Yeah, not money. And he was in process of moving, too. In process of moving. Yeah. Trouble finding the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Did the whole show from his kitchen on his phone. That's commitment right there. That's my OC. And, and that's, it's, 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 not this, it's not this stilted, like, coach speak. No, no. He, he kind of pulls back the curtain enough yeah, yeah. for you to like, okay, yeah. I vision, like I haven't seen what his offense looks like, but I have a really good idea of what I'm going to see. And, you know, he complimented Kyle Trask, too, about his mo- mobility. Like yeah. he was surprised by how, how good he is, like in the boot game and how athletic he looks in that. And I think that was pretty much a lot of our bigger questions, right? Mm-hmm. Around Kyle Trask was the mobility factor. And it sounds like at least this year he's taken a he's taken a, a big leap in that, and let's see if that helps him in this quarterback competition. I think we all would assume this is still Baker's job, but uh, it's definitely encouraging to read that. And even like the little things, like even the, like the flat, and he's like, you know, a lot of people see like whenever you do the little bootleg, and you got a guy in the flat that's two yards down the field, and people are like, well, why would you throw that? It's just a two yard game. But it's like you got to divert everybody else on the defense. Yeah. You got to now pay attention. It's a jab. And who knows? That could turn into an eight, nine yard game. And there you go. You take Plus that. They're, they're running back and forth. And, it, and the misdirection starts putting guys on their heels, which is something we never saw last year in, in that offense. And speaking of Baker, um, he talked a lot about Baker in terms of uh, his readiness uh, to play. And he said one of the things that would be really obvious to Bucks fans and everybody else watching from the outside is in Baker's got way more game time experience. So you can see comfort level that he has in the huddle with the guys. There's some cool leadership stuff coming out of him. His ability to do that, he's done it for so long. Then he's got some familiarity in the system coming from L.A., so some of that was pretty fluid, um, which is cool. He also said one of the things that jumped out right away is his ability to throw the ball down the field to anybody. Putting the ball in catchable places down the field, I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm used to this. Whether it was Russell Wilson or Geno, I'm used to this. Guys being able to launch it. I think one of the things that Baker has also brought is that ability to know when to fold them and say this is not the coverage for this play. Check it down quick. Get it out. Next play. You know, that's, and that's, the, you know, that's the experience level. And this is why we all believe Baker's going to get the job, right? Ty Bowles has to win games. Canales has to win games. It's not that Trask is a bad football player. It's just that he's just not to the level of Baker. And you don't want, you know, there's always going to be on-the-job training in, in football. It just You can't, you know, very few quarterbacks jump into the league and are an immediate success. There's a lot of on-the-job training, and that's what it's going to be with Kyle Trask. You know, some coaches just don't have time for that. But Trask may get his shot by virtue of injury. So I think a lot of people that are writing him off, just because he's not going to be the starter right away, I think you're going to see him play and start some games this year, right? Because Baker plays with, let's be honest, he plays with reckless abandon. Most picks since 2018. Yeah, not yet. He turns the ball over, 
and he plays with reckless abandon. So there's a chance, you know, he got hurt, he dislocated his shoulder, his non-throwing shoulder, played with it. So I think Kyle Trask is going to get his shot. So don't think it's just a one-man show. It's going to it's going to be both. Um, I also liked him talking about some of the personnel, and he said what I've been saying a lot is that this O line can be as good as any low line that he had in Seattle in over 12 years. Now I know they've had. You know, they've, they've gotten a bad rap for some of their offensive lines, but they won a Super Bowl. I mean, let's not, let's not be crazy here. So they've had some, you know, they've had some good ones, some bad ones. But he said this particular line has a chance to be one of the best in, in football. Now, I, I, know, I know coming from the offensive coordinator, that shouldn't be, like, you know, taking his gospel. Obviously, he's not super objective. But you could just tell the way he talked about it. And I, I, I think the same thing. It's not just who these guys are. It's what they're going to be doing, which is going to be, you know, markedly different from what they did last year, and it's going to help the offensive lineman a lot. So I thought that was interesting. He talked about the running backs, and he just said, I'm really impressed with this room. And think about some of the running backs that they've had in Seattle and how good that they've been. And they haven't all been, you know, in fact, most of them have not been top picks, right? So he loves the versatility he sees in Rashad White, um, says he's just got, he's just dripping with talent. Can't wait to see what he does on a game-to-game basis. He loves Keyshawn Vaughn loves Keyshawn Vaughn, says he's, he's really been ex- excited about the way. He was certain, you know, different running plays call for different style of running, right? If you, if you, you know, you got two guys pulling, you got to kind of wait till that second guy pulls to reveal where the hole's going to be. Um, you know, uh, zone, outside zones have a certain way that you run them. There's just different ways of running, and he's like, he can do it all. He can run patiently. He can hit. He can hammer the hole. He can bust outside. He can do it all. He can catch the football down the field and transition into running very quickly. Um, so I again, and, and he talked about Chase Edmonds as well. How good that he's played. He's really showed some pop. So I was very interested to hear him talk about the the running backs as well. And then went to the, some of the young receivers. Um, talked a lot about Devin Tompkins, uh, Trey Palmer, uh, even Russell Gage, and and then he, you know just talked about. Godwin and Evans in the same way he talked about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. All right. It's just, you, you know, it's the, the catch radius of Mike Evans is just un, unmatched. And both of them can make the combat catches, especially Chris Godwin. And he understands that these two guys are going to be the focal point. Now, it doesn't mean they get every target, right? Doesn't mean they get every target, but they are going to be the focal points of this offense. And I think obvi- that's obvious. But it wasn't so obvious last year, was it? No, that's, that's what I'm going to say. If, it sounds like we're not going to get to halfway through the season and we're going to be having discussions of, man, why can't we get Mike Evans the ball? Right. right. When we're in the red zone, why aren't we drawing up plays to get Mike Evans the ball in the red zone where he's so lethal at and yeah. one of the best in the league at? don't think that's going to be an issue. I don't think that's going to be an issue. And that, but again, it's all talk, though, right? It's all talk at the end of the day, but as we've said multiple times, he just has a way of making you believe that he is, he is like the second coming or something of when it comes to like these young hotshot offensive coordinators that are really taking over the league right now. I mean, for the Bucks' sake, I really hope that they have it in Dave Canales because it's not out of the question. If he goes out there this year, and let's say the Bucks win like seven, eight games, let's put it at that, but the offense takes like super strides and he wins over the organization and Jason like and Glazers. It's not out of the question that Todd Bowles' time could be up and they say, all right, well, let's pass it over to Dave. 
Here's our here's our now young hotshot head coach. It's not out of the question that could happen in one year. No, I, I see I see him as a future head coach. He's just got a charisma about him and a likability and a knowledge. That dude, you know, you know when you talk to people and you just you can just tell they're super smart and yep. they really know what they're talking about and they just have a different level of understanding about certain things than you do. That's him. That's a hundred percent him. And um yeah, I, I love it. And again, this is not disparaging Todd Bowles. Todd is, you know, his record is what what it is, you know. And we we and I think Todd is a tremendous defensive coordinator. You, we know how I feel about him as a head coach. I just he, he just hasn't had much success at it, and he's gotten a lot of opportunity. And there are certain people that I think that have traits to be head coaches, and certain people that maybe don't, you know. And I I know. I hate saying that about Todd. It's just my gut feeling. I think he's a better coordinator than he is a head coach. You know, and I don't know squat about Dave Canales. I just think from what I've seen, I'm super impressed with him. He seems to be a, a, very much like a Sean McVay. I mean, I hate to say that, but you know, it actually seems more like a, 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 a cross between uh, McVay and Pete Carroll. You know, Pete, the easy demeanor of Pete Carroll, right? That easy, likable demeanor of Pete Carroll, but the intensity and energy level of Sean McVay. And, you know, who knows? He may not be able to even call games. Who knows? We'll see. But those are just my initial reactions. Yeah, good stuff there. Uh, I know you wanted to get to the uh, – should we play the AB audio? Yeah, I want to play it. Should we get to it? I want to play it. Not to, I hate to, you know, rehash old things, but listen <clears> – <throat> Where we talked about our oldest Chapman. It's summer. Let's take the bait. We talked Whatever. about our oldest Chapman and bringing volatile personalities into your locker room. And the Bucks certainly did that. And it worked out for, you know, about a year when it needed to. Mm-hmm. And Antonio Brown, they don't win the Super Bowl, I don't think, without his, his uh, addition to that offense. I agree. I think that's fair. I agree. Uh, but here he was over the weekend on the, the Cheetah podcast, Tyreek Hill, who's in his own, again, I guess birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, Ty- Tyreek's a little out there, but he's certainly not in AB land. No, but he ain't he ain't perfect. No, let's put it like that. No, he's had some issues. But let's 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 try to make out what Antonio Brown was saying here because it's a little difficult of uh, where he feels like it went wrong that meltdown with the Jets game. We about to play the Jets, and this week I'm really hurt. Like, so I'm like taking pictures to the coach. Like, coach, man, are we gonna win the Super Bowl, man? I think I need to just take these last two weeks. At least, like, recover up so I could give you my best when we, to the time that I mean the most, so we here to win the Super Bowl. So the coach like, hey, man, we ain't resting. So Tom called me like, yo, this week, man, the Jets, man, they sweet, man. I'm going to hit you with, like, 10 to 12. So he done gas me up. So, you know, me, that's all I need to hear. Like, yo, you going to throw me the ball? This like me saying, like, I got a new crib. Like, no me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know what I'm saying? He done geek me up. So I'm like, yo, I'm already really fucked up. So I'm like. But you know, as a player, like if you fucked up and your and your team around you supporting you, you might suck it up for the team. Oh, like, you, you gonna know suck what? it up for the for the, for for the, the game. So it's like, yo, Tom Brady, done hit me up. Like, yo, this a big week. So I'm like, fuck it. I know my shit fucked up, but it's like, yo, if you gonna fuck with me like that, why not? So bad. You know what I'm saying? So I dressed up, suited up, and I got there. And I already know they been faking me the whole time I was suspended. Like, I just went for 100 yards, and they guys was hurt. So I know they're just trying to make it seem like, man, they just keep them going for what we could get out of them. So I already know they treated me like that's the plan. Of course, like, they treated me like I'm a little dog. So it was like, so these guys actually charging me to work with me. And it's like, the team actually paid this guy to, like, work with the players. 
So he, I'm paying him on top of the payment from this, and he's not That's even crazy. going out his way. Then before the game, Tom, my, my Tom? guy, one of the mutual friends of me and Tom, like, yo, go see him before the game, man. He's going to work with you. You know how you was before the game, bro. You ain't really trying to even give nobody your energy. I ain't trying to do nothing. Imagine. So now I'm going to work with him. He's just like hugging me like he can't. Yeah. Like, this guy on my body with bad energy. Like, he don't want to help me. Like, what the fuck you hugging me for, bro? Tell me, bro. I had a game to play, money. These guys don't even care. So now I come playing the game. I'm hurt. Like, I'm in my zone. I'm super hurt. And it's like, yo, I might hurt myself more. And they're they not really trying to put me in a good position. Like, I'm not out here to hurt myself. I'm out here to help you guys win. I mean, getting the ball, help you move the chains, get in the zone. So right now, we had a different time right now. You guys not trying to see none of that. You guys is mixing me with, like, he don't want to work with me. I'm paying him. You don't want to throw me the ball. And you making me like I'm crazy. So it's like, I'm crazy? Fuck all you motherfuckers. I'm out of here. Yeah, you win. You win. You win. And, and, and when's the last time you caught a pass in the NFL? That was it. That, that's such revisionist history bullshit right there. It's, all, it's such revisionist bullshit is what that is. Let me tell you what was really going on, okay, what we know. was First of all, go look at the tape. The dude wasn't hurt. He wasn't hurt. He was cutting on a dime. He was cutting on a dime. And he was in the uh, when he was in the locker room at halftime, bitching and moaning about not getting the ball. And the previous few weeks, he'd started his old crap around around one buck place. Everybody knew it. What he was doing, he wasn't doing the right stuff. wasn't showing up. wasn't be, uh, on time for meetings. He was he was going back to the old AB. Remember the remember the the text we saw from Brady. Come on, man. I supported you. You got to get back in there. Be to do the right things. This was going on for weeks before this. Weeks before yeah. this. He was getting a little bit. This was all calculated. He even told the girl that he had over in his room he was going to do it. Yeah. It was all pre-planned. Wait, what was that? Toilet? That is just, <laughs> that is that just complete revisionist. Yes. <laughs> complete revisionist bull crap. And anybody who believes that, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. This whole thing was planned. He was leaving the team. He thought he could go get a contract somewhere else. He thought he was he was he was it, and he wanted he wanted a contract extension. Remember that part? He wanted them to get them contract extension before he would play. It had nothing to do with his ankle. That's all BS. Go look at the tape. And when he's talking about that guy that was all over him, and you know you're help, trying, supposed to help me, like I'm like, is he talking about the Bucks trainer? Was he talking about Guerrero? Like, I think he was talking about Guerrero, but I'm not sure. And not, not that it's, I think it's, I think it's irrelevant anyway because that none of that is true. None of that is true. But then you get, but again, you and just, then Brady, you know, Brady was Brady had the opportunity to, to support Bruce Arians in his decision to kick him off the sideline, and he didn't do it. And, and then we see the text messages from Brady from weeks and weeks earlier trying to get A.B. to get back to, you know, on the straight and narrow. I mean, this was all pre-planned. It was all a boiling. It was, it was all boiling over. Everybody saw it coming, even in halftime. And he, and he got, got seven or eight targets in the first half as much as anybody on the team. He had more targets than anybody, I And think. he was still bitching about not getting the ball. He just reverted back to old A.B. and did what he was going to do. Because he was tired of, 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 you know, he wanted more money. They weren't going to give it to him until after the season. And that's what he did. So th- that's all bull crap. Everything he's done, they're all like, uh-huh, and uh-huh, it, it, yeah, what, man, uh-huh. Yeah, bull, that's the thing. It's like, the thing, it's like Tyree Kill's like gassing him up there. Like, of yeah, course. man, I understand. Like, you know, and it, 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 
this guy to me, I've just never seen an athlete like this before. I truly have not. It's like he has like it seems like he has no regret over how any uh, that situation unfolded. He continues to point the finger at the Bucks and, and this everybody and that else. and Tom it's Brady. Everybody else. It's Tom fault. Brady's fault. Oh, this is the yeah. first. I've never heard somebody go after Tom Brady before and say well, like he's he gone was after a, many times already. He just continues. The man who supported you more than anybody when nobody else would. He got and you. You, you would burn that a, bridge. He gifted you a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. And now he needed you to do it. Don't get me wrong here, but he advocated to bring you in. Yeah. And you turned and you turned a blind eye on this organization. You turned it on Tom Brady. You turned it on your career, frankly. And you messed up what I think. I mean, you can talk about the best receivers in the history of football. And, you know, I wasn't there for the Jerry Rice days. I missed out on Randy Moss's prime. In my time of watching football, Antonio Brown, I'll tell you, was the best he receiver was right, I ever saw. When he was right, he was as good as it gets. He was the best receiver I ever saw. Yeah. You could probably kiss the Hall of Fame goodbye. There's just no way there. No, he definitely has the credentials for it, but he's just—he's no. not getting in. No, uh, just no, rem- just no remorse for anything. None. Just typical. Everybody else's fault, not his. It's typical. None his fault. The story to me, I feel like he's tried to tell this story multiple times, and every time I come around and I go, I feel like it's changed. You know, the story changes. No, it always changes. It feels like a little bit in these interviews, and I don't know. I know we're taking the bait and all that, but I'm personally, I'm done. Anybody who's buying that crap, you I, have I'm, no idea what was going on. I know on. we love to have this culture where it's like, well, we shouldn't give up on anybody. and oh. we shouldn't. No, this guy to me is He's just, done it to himself. This guy has multi. Just, he's, he's, he's gotten ten chances. Exactly. He's past the point of he needs to help himself. Oh he doesn't God. want to. Nobody else should. I mean, the whole thing that's going on with the, the what is it, the team that he owned there in the AFL, the Albany Empire, he got them kicked out of the, out of the league for Everything being an idiot. Everything he touches goes to shit. Everything. <laughs> Everything. I mean, I, I, I often say it, it, the greatest, it, it, the greatest career of all time, the goat. I mean, look at all the records. But the most unbelievable thing he ever did in his career was to get AB to uh, to sign up for a year and just Literally. stay on the straight and narrow. That would that was a miracle, Tom. But to get him to be able to do it I mean, may have cost you your marriage. But to say Tom but, Brady uh, is responsible for your for your exit, it's just I mean, just it's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. I, can't, I actually have no idea. And people, anybody who supports him and anybody who's like, oh, you know, you signed up for crazy. You're, you're, you're. You got you to work. You know, you got to know how to, to – trust me. Bruce Arians bent over backwards for this guy. He bent over backwards. He never wanted him. And he bent over backwards because all this shit was going down well before he took off his jersey. And they put up with it. They let him go time and time again. The fake card. Blah, 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 blah. Ever, uh, he was completely off the rails for weeks, if not months. He was getting chippy with the media and right. everything, everything, going after reporters. Everything. And, and, and it's just, you know, and, and Bruce, had, he had to do it. It, it. Enough's enough. You weren't injured. You weren't injured. Well, go look at the first half tape. You weren't injured. So, yeah, and it didn't cert- you were, certainly weren't limping off the field. When you were taking off your, uh, your 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 pads and everything, and I don't care what anybody says that he cost, jumping up and down, he, he cost the Bucks a chance to win another. Of Super course Bowl. he did. Of course he did. He did. If he stays on the team, if he if he just I mean just uh, two more months, bro, just keep it together for two more months. You get back to back Super Bowls. Yeah, because he was get another big contract. He wasn't going to be a Buck after that season. I no. don't think. No. Yeah, and by the way, Cheetah, you're better than that, man. Don't 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 do that. You, you don't follow that guy. Don't 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 be gassing him up. Don't be in his camp. You, you, I mean, this is bad for Tyreek Hill. Didn't he just have another incident the other day? Another one? Yeah, something happened with Tyreek the other day. I forget what. 
Yeah, he got charged for something yeah, the other day. Yeah, we talked about it last like, week. Like, if I'm the Miami Dolphins and I'm sitting there we're looking at this, like you're hanging out with AB, and all the money we're paying you, like the Dolphins are paying him, like, what, $24 million a year? No, we're talking about $30 million. Yeah, I mean, and, and he's hanging out with AB, listening to, listen to this, going, oh, yeah, man, oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow. If I'm the Dolphins. Maybe you're this reason why the Chiefs said, yeah, we're, we're not going to commit long term. Oh, damn right. Damn right. They saw it coming. Trust it, me. Doesn't he just fit Miami, though? Yeah, he does. And in Miami, yeah, it's not going to end well for Tyreek Hill either. You watch. You watch he's going to start. He's, if he hasn't already, he's going to start doing A-B things. I don't think it's going to end well for Miami in general. No, I don't Especially either. since they added Jalen Ramsey. Oh, I forgot about I forgot. That. I, I honestly forgot about that. They added Jalen Ramsey. And, you know, respect for what you did at Florida State, hell of a player and all that kind of stuff. But doesn't it feel like at any moment he could have like a mm. – he's a loose – he could be a loose cannon. Yeah, and, and along with Tyreek Hill? And then you have the most boring, <laughs> docile human being. Good thing you got Tua. Mike McDaniel running the show. Yeah, I mean, imagine Brady coming back and playing with those guys. Woo. No. It don't seem like a fit, does it? No, it really doesn't. Really does. Well, then again, look at the guy he played. Look at who he played with in New England, though. I mean, mm. <laughs> true. We're exactly holding up moral standards there, either. Mm-hmm. Were we? Uh, all right. Well, I think that'll do it for today. That brings show. us to the end. All right. Thanks for putting a, a, a bow tie on that one, AB. Um, all right. Our thanks to all you folks who commented today. Go take our poll questions. Follow the show that the JP Peterson show, and you can vote in all those polls. We retweeted them anyway. And we'll be back tomorrow with more fun and frivolity. We'll see you then.